BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is the four-man rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with the entire Four Man Rush crew, Kevin, Monty, Larry, and Will. And we're here to talk about that W that we dropped on Arizona. Yeah, buddy. It feels good, Panther Nation. I know you guys are excited about Kyle Allen, and uh, I know that offense was really clicking. North was calling some great stuff. But that defense on top of that, oh, my dear God. Big respect to the little man with the football for the Arizona Cardinals. That son of a gun is something. Not only can that kid run, man, he can, he can toss that rock, fellas. Hey, whew, Lord Jesus. Um, But, yeah, that's all right. We snatched him up and got him out of there. That's right. Ah, one and two. And, uh, of course, we want to talk about that in more detail. Um, We've seen a lot. Um, some mostly good, still some bad out there. There's some improvements that can be made. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that recap on the uh, Cardinals game, and we'll talk about the upcoming Texans game, which will be a test. Um, their defense is is better than Arizona's, and uh, that their quarterback. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Kyle Murray Murray can fly, but you know, so so can um, so can Mr. Watson. But anyway. So, we'll start with the uh, Arizona Cardinals Panthers recap um and we'll just we'll just go off um each other and uh, we'll see how we can drop some knowledge on the Panther Nation out there. So, um we'll start with uh let's start with Will um and then we'll bounce over to uh Larry and Kevin and Monty, okay? So, Will, recap Arizona Cardinals, man. What what what'd you see, man? Good and bad. What'd you what'd you see? Well, it's good to come out of here with a win, finally. I mean, yeah, it's just the Cardinals. They had the first pick in the draft last year. They're kind of a rebuilding team, but it's the NFL. You know, as we learned last year, it's not easy to win in this league. So take them out. You can get them. You know, we need about 10 or 11 of these to try to win the division or at minimum get a wild card spot. So that's just one step closer to our ultimate goal. As far as what I saw on the field, I thought North Turner had a nice balanced offensive attack. Started with the run game. I thought McCaffrey, not only that 75-yard run, but I thought he was running hard in between the tackles, getting those three, four-yard gains, you know, and setting Kyle Allen up for second and third in manageable-type situations. You want to make it easy on your young and inexperienced quarterback as possible. And then Kyle Allen just came out, lights out, and did what he was supposed to do. You know, he read coverage as well, found the matchups he liked. I mean, Greg Olson, you know, father, father time was whooping up on Greg Olson, but he came <laughs> back in these – 
championship round started fighting back. <laughs> he said he's not ready to go. He's still a top tight end in this league. That's so right. you got a guy like Olsen that can, in zone coverage, you can't defend him because he knows where to settle in and find that soft area. You can't defend him in man coverage. He's too fast for a safety, too big for or too big for a safety, too fast for a linebacker. So he just, you know, he's having his way with these guys. And then, of course, DJ and Curtis contributed as well. So I just thought it was a good all-around performance from the offense this week. As far as defense, they got off to a sluggish start, but that's understandable. You know, you're coming out with this hurry-up, fast-paced offense, spreading you out, mobile quarterback. This took them a while to adjust, but once they finally got in rhythm, man, they looked like what we expected to see this whole offseason. You know, I like how Ron Rivera mixed it up. You know, he had packages with, like, one defensive tackle, whether it would be Poe, McCoy, or Love, and put three edge rushers in there with them trying to create pass rush matchups, and they got after Kyler Murray a bit. And then, of course, you got Dante Jackson, James Bradbury. I thought the secondary played very well. And one more thing I thought was interesting was we played nickel on 100% of the snaps. So Ross Cockrell, coming off that serious leg injury last year, played every single snap and gave us a big boost at the nickel position. So overall, just a good team effort. I thought we finally put it together and saw the team that we expected to see all summer. Right on, man. Larry. Well, I'll do the same as well. Start off with the offense. Pretty much the same point. Love how they spread the ball around. Kyle Allen really proved me wrong, and that's all I really ever asked for him is just show me that you can do it. And I'm a believer now. You know, even though it was just Arizona, it's still the NFL. Still got to make plays. Um, one biggest thing that I noticed is, you know, the struggles that Darrell Williams had last week, they kind of led into this week, which eventually led to uh, Ron making a change to the left tackle spot and putting Greg Little in there. And he kind of solidified things at that spot for the for the second half. So looking forward, you know, that's a big question mark. Is he, you know, I think he's going to be keyed in as a starter. But everybody wants to know where that leaves Darrell Williams at. And I don't think you can just say kick him in the guard because Van Roten has been playing pretty well. Uh, but offensively, you guys saw it all. You know, Kyle spread the ball, I think, to seven different receivers. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we've been looking for for the past two years under Nerve. Uh, I'm sorry, under Norv. Just move the ball around and, and, you know, move the change, and we did that. And you really saw a lot of growth for the young guys, you know, with Burns, still playing at a high level. Uh, Haynes got his reps, but, he, you know, he took some L's when it came to that read option. He failed to, you know, sustain the edge and contain Murray. But Miller really surprised me. You know, he really dipped into a bottom stat. And it looks like he's going to dip into some of Haynes' snaps because he was very effective when called upon to the point where he had two sacks. And that was second for the team because I think uh, Mario had three sacks. But collectively to have, you know, eight sacks, that's what I've been asking for since the start of the season. Man, I want to have a 70-sack season. The way you win in this league is you put pressure on the quarterback, and we did a great job of that. No one will probably notice it, but, you know, Gerald McCoy is everything we ever needed in the DT. Uh, he's pretty much the most consistent, most effective defensive lineman we have. Consistently uh, creating a push, consistently putting pressure. Very, very strong when he's the point of attack in the run game. He doesn't give up much ground. I'm very impressed with him. because Everybody said he was old and washed, but he's clearly not. Very effective. And everybody knows Dante Jackson was my favorite player in this draft class. And, you know, you can rag on him all you want. Oh, he missed a tackle. He missed three or four tackles, like what Monty would say. But <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'll take that if you're going to have the impact plays that he made. He showed why he was picked in the second round. 
The first pick gave us great field position. And then the second one was like a game a game changer. It closed the game out. And if you look at that vertical, you know you're just in awe. So wow. overall, man, I just love the impact plays. I love the sacks, and I love the ability that we uh, – I love the fact that we created great opportunities as far as turnovers go. And that's something that I want to see every single week. Kevin, what you think, man? Well, from my perspective here, I, what I enjoyed was just seeing the energy and the effort for the team in all three phases. You know, when you look around and and just think about the play of the Panthers from the first quarter to the end of the game, I felt like that the team played with a lot of consistency. They played with a lot of energy, and they was getting after it. I felt like defensively, you know, Ross Cockwell set the tone. He was out left knocking heads early in that in that first um, first defensive series. I feel like that he brought an energy to the team that just kind of took over and spread it around. Uh, I know one time I, I believe he uh, believe he had a penalty, if I'm not mistaken, or something. But at it, at any anyway, I feel like he brought a lot of energy to the to the uh, to the not only the defense but to the team as well with his play especially him playing all the snaps. You know, I saw him lined up at corner, saw him lined up at safety. So it was good to see him finally getting his chance to show why he was one of Herney's best, I guess, uh, underrated free agent signings from last year. And, of course, you know, he sat out because of the broken leg. But it was good to see Ross Cockwell show his value uh, to the Panthers' defense finally. Um, from an offensive side of point, you know, not to regurgitate what's already been said. I, I really was impressed with the run blocking schemes and efforts that I saw. Uh, we saw a lot more 22 personnel with uh, two tight ends, two backs, um, some more 21 personnel, two tight ends, one, I mean, um, uh, two backs, one tight end. I like the fact that with the run design that was, that was on display, I, it really showed that the Panthers really have a versatility that when when executed, you know, we're going to be a headache for teams to defend. You know, I know we see a lot of, you know, single back shotgun, one back with McCaffrey, but we want to mix it up and we want to, you know what I'm saying, put some muscles on. Uh, we can do that as well. That run by McCaffrey was was a thing of beauty. Mm. Not the run, it's not, not just the run itself, but just the design of that run. I mean... You have Van Roten on a pull block from his left guard spot. Man hurts getting to the second level, taking out not one, but two players. Mm-hmm. My boy Armour, Alex Armour, getting a kick out on the outside linebacker. And Taylor Moten just absolutely crashing down the, his side of the line to, to provide the open hole for McCaffrey. So just from an execution point of view and an energy and effort point of view, I was really overall pleased with what I saw from the team, the fact that even though we scored as many points as we did, believe it or not, we actually lost the uh, time of possession, believe it or not. It was uh, 31 minutes, 44 seconds for Arizona, and 28 minutes, 16 seconds for us. So when you think about that, it's like, wow, they had the ball longer? Yeah, they did. They ran 73 plays, but they only mustered up 127 yards passing. So... We pretty much limited that that uh, ten personnel package to pretty much check downs and a few long shots here and there. So overall, I just like the effort and the and the execution that I saw from the team. Yeah, it's definitely areas of improvement, 
Uh, I saw Trey Boston doing his customary head dive on a miss, and there was a blown coverage that could have <laughs> changed the momentum back to Arizona's way that we yeah. that we uh, avoided. But overall, I like the energy and the effort. Right on, man. Right on. And Monty. <laughs> What's Drop going knowledge, on, man? man? Drop knowledge, Monty. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record again, uh, like what the fella said, you know, because I um, I think I'm I'm just going to fall right in line with everybody else. Um, I was very pleased what I saw from both sides of the ball, offense and defense, really, uh, Sunday. You know, I, I think we came into Sunday with a lot of questions at the quarterback position and a lot of questions and a lot of expectations of what this team will look like under Kyle Allen and, you know, just how this team will respond under – adversity early and i think that that's the biggest thing that i took out of when we after the game sunday beating uh arizona was this team is built to take a punch and punch back you know and, and that's that's something I, I really love to see the most um and like what the fellow said earlier offensively this is what we expected to see under a north turner's offense you know with with the with the healthy cam newton we saw glimpses of it last year but today is i mean today i'm sorry sunday is what we really saw a full four quarters of carolina football you know and 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 i'll say on the defensive side we kicked it in a little later in the game you know i feel like our second half adjustments on the defensive side of the ball was a lot better third or third and fourth quarter than it was the first and second quarter. But, you know, I feel like we still put together a very, very amazing four quarters. You know, I'm just going to flat out and say it for on both sides of the ball. That's something that all Panther fans should be proud of, you know, for just from how effective Kyle Allen was from the pocket, seeing how clean he was, you know, behind, behind that offensive line, especially after the first two games where it looked like we didn't know what to expect from that offensive line, you know, and, and to see Kyle Allen, or Kyle Allen, I'm sorry, have so much time and be protected as long as he was behind the offensive line. It, you know, it, it was, it was, man, it was a sight to see. I, you know, I loved it. You know, we, we got the ball out, of, ball out. Everybody, it seemed like scored. It's, and we so often forget about how dangerous Greg Olson is. But, you know, in this offense, you see DJ Moore can beat you deep. Curtis Samuel can beat you deep. Christian McCaffrey can can beat you run running up the gut. And then, you know, that leaves Greg Olson, the old the old man, in one-on-one coverage all game. And you see when he's healthy, Greg Olson is going to beat you in one-on-one coverage all game. You know, so and, and it just it felt good, like you said, Tim. At the top of the show, it felt good just to get a win again and, and and to get and to have that old Carolina football feel again. You know, that's that's what I got on Sunday. Defensively, I I love what I saw. You know, Brian Burns has lived up to the hype for you know that, that first round hype from Amen. every bit of it. Every bit of it. You know, it, you know, and and we were talking before the show, fellas, about how if 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 not for Colin Murray just being a freak athlete, that eight sack total. Goes to 11, 12, 13 even, you know, because Brian, Brian Burns would have had three himself just just off, you know, just off of him being a freak athlete long. Then when you include other guys like Christian Miller, who came in and surprised everybody, then Mario Addison, you know, old faithful, who doesn't get enough recognition in the league. I still say that doesn't get the respect he deserves as a pass rusher. And then when you add that on top of, one of the best secondaries in the NFL, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, we have one of the better secondaries in the NFL. Eight sacks, 
two interceptions, you know, 10 quarterback pressures, that's what you that's that's what you get. And I say that to say now we're in trouble defensively because now we, we know what to expect now. So now we us coming up short and, you know, I, I feel like expecting eight sacks a game is a little much. But we now know what to expect out of this defense. We now have seen it that we can play elite ball when we want to. So now we just got to go out there and do it and execute. And, you know, I think that's been the biggest thing that all Panther fans agree is us executing is our biggest problem. But we saw it. And moving forward, if we can get more games like that, our schedule's a lot favorable for us in these next couple games. If we can get on on a run and get rhythm like we saw Sunday, fellas, we got a very dangerous squad. So yeah, man, I, I'm I'm excited to see how how this team is going to look going forward, man. I, I was very pleased with the win on Sunday, and fellas, we we got a dangerous squad. <laughs> we do, we do, and um, I'm just going to err on the side of caution. Um, I'm still not sold on the left tackle position, and I know we we were transitioning, uh, you know, Little and Williams in and out. Um, I'm I'm, st- I'm still not sold on that. I think. I think I think that that scares me just a little bit because you know that one time Williams got that uh, got beat, you know that that guy caught Kyle Allen like you know in almost an awkward situation when he's trying to get that ball up and get and release that ball out of there and that that could have been an ugly um, arm or shoulder injury so I mean that really pissed me off um, but anyway yeah I'm just air on the side of caution with that but man this defense. You know, we've we've been talking about that defense, you know, since since camp, right? So, but like you guys said, man, it is a a, a sight for sore eyes to see that type of defense, aggressive, getting after it, and and, and just just applying pressure on the quarterback like that. That that's that's a thing of beauty. <laughs> My man Kyle Allen, I've been singing his praise since last season. That boy right there, I didn't think he was gonna play like that. Now, I mean, I knew he could sit in the pocket, and I know he could toss that rock. But when he got out of the pocket, was getting chased by two defenders, and he put that thing on Samuel like that, where only he could get it. I, oh my God! What, what the what the what the hell, man? <laughs> any, any of you guys want to talk about um, you know Allen's uh, throwing capabilities and what you guys see, and in, you know, in, in terms of his uh, his prowess, man? I mean, what, what do you guys think about Kyle and his throwing capabilities? Well, I think it just show what this offense can look like when you just have a healthy quarterback you know running it because I don't think it was anything fancy we were doing or anything you know that's out of the norm it was pretty much simple one read plays you know if the safety does this throw it here if you get this matchup throw it here Mm. and he's just kind of you know he's basically Norv extension of Norv Turner on the field you know going through his progressions making the right read and getting the ball to his playmakers and when he delivered the ball it was on target the pass protection helped Uh, Greg Little came in and played well in minimal snaps, you know, rotating with uh, Darrell Williams. So we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, I just think Kyle Allen, you know, just did what he was supposed to do. He did what you want to see from your backup quarterback. Just step up, make good decisions, get the ball to your playmakers and let them do the work. You know, when you have guys like Greg Olson, Moore, Samuel, and McCaffrey around you that can make plays with the ball in their hands, it just makes your job that much easier. True that, true that. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry, Tim. Um, going off of what Will just said, yeah, I think that he are in this system is fit for where you know where you're playing, where you're just going to the best, you know, best matchup on the field. And I think with the weapons that we have here, 
I, I I saw something the other day where Baldy had commented on Kyle's uh, Kyle's performance, and he he even made made a comment and said Kyle Allen's making the game look a lot easier than what the game really is, and that was it was so true. You know, in this system, North has he he really schemed guys open all game, and, and you know, and schemed guys for favorable matchups all game, and that's what we we've been looking forward to since him coming here. You know, and and we've. I, you know, you look across the league, especially with a lot of these young offensive coordinators, and they get and they do a great job of getting guys open. And you know, we look back over the first two games, you're like, "Gosh, that's what we that's what we need. That's what we want. This is what we this is what we got on Sunday." You know, and Kyle Allen did an amazing job of, you know, if if the if my first read's not there, I know what my second read's going to be, you know, and and if my second read's not there, I know I can dump it off to Christian McCaffrey, you know, and, and I think knowing and reading, listening to his presser today, what he he made it a point of saying, going to the game with a plan, you know, go let Gus go to the offensive line with a plan. That type of preparation there, I think, speaks volumes of how good Kyle Allen can actually be. If given the opportunity, you know, I, I'm not ready to go and say he's going to be the next Tom Brady like some other Panther fans. I may I may know or saying, but I think that in this system with the weapons put around him, Kyle Allen can look like a stud, man. And and he showed it. You know, he has great arm strength, great accuracy, you know, um, didn't fold under pressure. You know, he de- definitely, you know, is stepping to a lot of throws that. Even with pressure in front of him, you know he he just stepped into him and, and delivered dimes downfield. So I'm I'm excited to see what what we get out of Kyle Allen. I would like to see what he do against a better, a little better defense. Houston definitely has a better defense in Arizona. So I got to see it against better opposition. But man, he's definitely left a lot on the field to be you know to be excited about. Uh, Kevin, Larry, you have anything to say about Mister Mister Allen? Yeah, as uh, far as with uh, Mr. Allen, you know, this was just something that I had access to seeing by going to, you know, all the training camp practices this year and even last year. Uh, he's just someone that has a nice touch on the ball, and he just seems like someone that's very cerebral as far as, you know, not letting the moment be too big for him. And I like the fact that he just pretty much was able to display that on a big stage, you know, because once it was made known that Cam Newton wasn't going to play, you know, all eyes is definitely looking to see what was going on. But he really came out and really displayed the fact that that not only the physical tools, but the the mental and emotional tools as well. The guys, they seemed like they didn't flinch when it was announced that Cal Allen was coming in. And from all the comments that they said, you could tell that, that it wasn't just you know, saying nice things because his teammate, but actually meant it. And the things that they were saying pregame about him, he, you know, he showed on the field. You know, calm, cool, decisive, and someone that's full of confidence in himself. So it was just good to see that what was said about him before the game, he actually displayed, and and it turned out to be true, and it helped lead to a, a great win. Larry, did you have anything? Or... Well, I mean, I, I heard an interview from Shaq. The way the defense prepared, they prepared just like Cam was starting. They, they have complete confidence in Mr. Kyle Allen, so it's it's only respectful if we all do, too. I know people say, oh, it's only Arizona. I mean, you can't expect him to throw four touchdowns every game, but mm-hmm. the fact that he's showing you in two games, you know, he has the ability 
to be solid and give us a chance to win. That's all we can ask for. You know, Monty brought it up earlier. You know, he showed us what he could do even last season in the last game where he was moving the ball with the first stringers against New Orleans. So we should have the confidence knowing that, you know, we can go into a game and we have a quarterback that can at least get the job done. He's slightly better than what Derek Anderson was able to do for us. So I have 100% confidence. I know he may take some lumps and, and take some L's, but at the end of the day, he still gives us a big chance to win football games, especially if the defense plays at a high level the way it does. Indeed, man. It's nice, it's nice to know that, that we, we, we have a we have the offense in good hands from what I'm saying. I mean, even if it's going to be extremely hard, in my, in my opinion, and I know you guys feel feel the same way for the most part, it's going to be extremely difficult um, for a defensive coordinator to focus on one aspect of that offense when you have a quarterback that can deliver the ball like that. That's that's gonna be it's it's al- it's almost as hard as planning for Cam to to run with the football and in, in in the you know the read option uh, type of style um, when you have a Kyle Allen that that can deliver the football accurately and, and on target. You know it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, tell me, and, and I'm you know I, I love what Lord, uh, Lawrence said about. Derek Anderson, because you know we haven't had a quarterback uh, or a quarterback, a backup quarterback that we all fully trusted like that since Derek Anderson has left. Absolutely, and you know, and, and and I think that was where a lot of the the reluctance for giving Kyle Allen the keys to the to the car and say you know go out there and play because we just haven't had that quarterback that we fully and honestly trusted with you know with, with the with the game game on the line we knew when Derek Anderson was healthy, that Derek Anderson can go out there and win you a game if need be. And we haven't had that kind of insurance with any of the backup quarterbacks that we've seen so far. You know, and then insert Cam getting injured, that that even put a lot more stress on not only Panther fans, but us as a franchise to go out there and go I, I go get a quarterback. So, you know, so Kyle Allen came in at the perfect time now. And I feel like he he calmed a lot of fans and, and you know and, and even within the team he calmed a lot of that down because like like Lauren said he he's better I'm going to say he said slightly better I'm going to say he's significantly better than Derek Anderson than what we had him at the time he was here yeah. Yeah. you know so I, I you know I think Kyle Allen has a he's in a good he's in a good position right now oh, yeah. to where you know where he can he can make some noise man I agree, man. You know, I'm happy with what I saw from Kyle Allen, but let's all be honest. This offense without Cam Newton will go as far as Christian McCaffrey takes us. Amen. And I think it all starts with establishing that ground game, letting McCaffrey, you know, get up, get those three, four yards, and then you saw they load the box. But what happens? You load the box to stop the run, but how happens if you block it properly and the running back's able to get to that second and third level? Now he's one-on-one with a safety, and that's where you're never supposed to lose. Let a defensive back tackle you one-on-one. So McCaffrey makes a miss, gets into the open field, and he's off to the races. We haven't even seen the ways that you can use him as a receiver either. So mm-hmm. if we can just keep getting if Allen can make defenses respect that pass game, it's just going to open things for CMC that much more. So I just think the offense just has to continue to run through McCaffrey and all these guys can just continue to feed off each other as we go through this year. Absolutely, man. If I can add one more point, man. Everybody's down at Christian McCaffrey saying that you know you need Cam in there to supplement the run game. You gotta supplement the run game. <laughs> gotta get carries to armor. Get him. You know that that really just showed that no, we don't. Kyle Allen is not a big run threat. 
And Christian McCaffrey carried the load by himself. So that should shut up a lot of critics as well. I just wanted to add that point in there. This is a great damn point, too. <laughs> That's a great point. And let me um mm-hmm. well let me just be the, the one to be a little bit of the devil's advocate here. Uh-oh. Now, don't get me wrong, great team win. I like it, but let's also keep in mind this was the 31st ranked defense that we just faced. And I am one that believes that who you play does matter. Now, I'm not one of these fans that's wanting to piss on the game because Cam didn't play, because you know, we've seen fans wanna be this crazy. Cam versus Kyle crap we've been seeing in all the Panthers books, which I, I need for y'all to grow up and, and, and cut that BS out. But, you know, it is what it is. People are going to express how they feel. I, I just want to see this done not only on – because, I mean, you, you play who's on your schedule, first of all, right. you know, and uh, we, we, we're not going to get back any wins because it was Arizona. But as, you, as we look forward on the schedule, you know, we got a Romeo Cornell defense – and everybody knows Roman Cromel is a defensive mastermind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's going to be another, as they say, litmus test to, to see what things at. You know, we, you know, there's an all-world player called J.J. Watt who's kind of coming off on a strong season so far coming up. You know, two sacks, six quarterback hits, seven tackles. Um, you know, he's he's still the guy. And with, with Trey Turner, you know, possibly, you know, with the groin, not knowing if he's going to be full and health ready for the game, you know we, uh, you know we 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 just got to see what happens when adversity comes. You know what does Cal Allen do when, when 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 things don't go the way that they should do? It's good to have a group of players around with the talent they've got that helps. But the same way that you know things were put in a microscopic lens for Cam Newton. When things can go right, we need to also have that same lens when that does happen because it's going to happen. Like, like we said, we're not just sitting here expecting Kyle Allen to always throw for 140 some passer rating. It you know unless he just goes on something unprecedented, you know, in the NFL. So I just want to enjoy the win, but also not put all the eggs in the basket for Kyle Allen at this time. We got the win that we needed. We're one and two, and we're on to Houston, and we're going from there. So. You know, just kind of want to keep things on an even kill because we already hearing people talking about the new franchise quarterback is now here and trade cam so we can <laughs> save the nineteen million dollars on a salary cap and all this. Personally, I want Cam to take as much time he need to come back. He need to get healthy, come back, and shut all this shit down. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language, but that's how I feel, and I feel like it need to be. If you said that would be best case scenario for me. Is for Kyle to keep the thing going. Cam comes back healthy, yeah. and that's just my own personal, you know, spin on it. You know, just to just to throw it out there because it is some fans out there that think like that. So I just want to make sure that we, you know, represent all the sides of logic here. I got a little comment about Romeo Cornell. If you ain't watched that last game that he had, he jumped into a prevent coverage at the last the last time that you ever want to do that, and he got burned for it. So. Not saying he's not a good, not a good coordinator, but he's getting a little bit long in the tooth, and he's susceptible to making mistakes. Let's just hope this Panther team can take advantage of those. And like Will said, man, we established a run. That play action is deadly, absolutely deadly. And yeah, they tried to load a box on us a couple of times, man. And Olson, Olson released 
uh, on that on that play action and that 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 sh- that shallow cross. Well, actually, he, he he keeps getting like you know depth as he goes across the field, but. It, yeah, yeah. Houston's going to have a hard time. They had a hard time with, with uh, Kamara, if I'm not mistaken. And Tim, one more time, one more thing before we move on to the preview for Houston. Yeah. You also got to look at this. There's not a lot of tape on Kyle Allen, so we got to use that to our advantage, you know? True that. There's not a lot of tape out there on them. Defenses still don't know how to prepare for them. They're going to try to do some things, but it's still so much to be seen. So I just hope that North can take advantage of that. You know, they don't have a lot of tape out on the guy. So how do you prepare for him? And plus, look at the different dimensions we have in our offense. When you prepare for the Panthers, you're used to thinking, you know, read option is going to be a big piece of the offense. And then all the branches off the read option with the misdirection and reverses against Arizona, it was just more of a traditional offense, power running game, you know, play action passes, you know, drop back passes. So it was – more of that traditional Norv Sterner offense that you're used to seeing. So mm-hmm. that's another thing I think you're not used to seeing this. When you think Carolina Panthers offense with Cam Newton being a big part of the run game, you're not going to be seeing that like you have on film from prior years. I mean, you got, they got like almost a decade of film on Cam. They got two games on Kyle. Two games. And those two games, he got what, six touchdowns and almost uh, scratching 600 yards passing. Yeah. They, I mean, they're gonna bring pressure. I mean, that's 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 they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to bring pressure. But you know, North Turner, <laughs> that dude's playing chess on top of chess. That is, woof. Anyway, speaking of which, now let's get into this Texans game. Now, I, I watched the Texans Week One when they played the Saints, um, and you know, gosh, that Watson kid got hot. He's 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 a problem. Um, so I mean, so Kevin, we'll start with you. Um, what do you think is the one of the one of the best angles to take um, against Houston um, to win this game? From what I've started looking at this upcoming game, and haven't done a whole lot because I've still been enjoying looking over the the uh, the game from Sunday. But you know, we got to press forward. Mm-hmm. But just what I've noticed so far, I noticed that there will be. Again, opportunities from us, for example, when we had the ball on offense outside of, you know, J.J. Watt on the defensive line, who still, even though he's been slowed down by some serious injuries last few years, is still very much a threat, someone capable of taking over game at any time. As I stated, you know, his numbers before, I mean, he's definitely, you know, someone that's that's definitely got to be accounted for. And until we know the status of Trey Turner, who had pretty good success against him last time they played in 2015. That will that would be something to definitely, you know, look out for. But overall, there's really no one on the Houston defense that scares me to the point to where I'm really nervous. I think Kyle Allen will have the opportunity to make plays in the passing game. And I could definitely see McCaffrey having his opportunities in the run game. That's something that that I could see a possible another four hundred total yards of Offense being put on display. Uh, they just faced a very good Chargers team this past uh, Sunday that they managed to come back and get a win from. So, you know, that's something that they got some momentum coming into this game back home. And for those of y'all that don't remember, the last time the Panthers played in Houston, that was 2011, Cam's rookie year. Uh, we scored off a very famous Fumbaruski play. Uh, former uh, Titan um, fullback 
uh, Richie Brocco. You know, Cam faked like he was running the option with Steve Smith one way, and Brocco got the ball and ran it into the end zone, and it was kind of like the big highlight play of the day. So <laughs> that's showing how long it's been since last time the Panthers was in Houston wow. was Cam's rookie year. But I, I think that there's opportunities for us to put on another good show, but as the players stated, they got to have another good week of practice and just got to come out and execute. But I think this definitely is a winnable game for the Panthers with uh, Carolina at quarterback. Uh, Larry, how do you feel about the uh, about this Texans game, man? What, what do we need to do? I might sound like a broken radio, but it comes down to the trenches. You know, no. we got some concerns at left tackle. Let's see what we can do to to address those. You know, J.J. Watt is always a threat, and hopefully guys can be healthy. I know Trey Turner is dealing with a little bit of an injury there. But that's what it's going to come down to, you know. I know they have great receivers, you know, with uh, Hopkins, Fuller, and they added Kenny Stills. But I have that much confidence in our DBs, man. I think Bradbury can do a great job on uh, pretty much the best receiver in football. If he ain't going to stop them all together, he'll at least limit limit his opportunities. And I look for Dante to have some more game-changing moments. You know, Watson likes to scramble, take chances, throw the ball downfield. That is what Dante loves. Go ahead and take those chances if you want to. Also, you know, Texans still have one of the worst offensive lines in football, and we've shown that we can be the best D-line in football. I predicted 70 sacks this season, and we gave us a good effort on uh, against Arizona and got eight of them. One of my biggest games, you know, keyed in on was the Arizona game, uh, this Houston game, and the Falcons game. I think this is an opportunity for us to have another big sack game. It's, if, if all honesty, you want me to be honest with you, I want at least five. So we can put pressure on Watson. It's really that simple for us. I'm not even worried about Kyle Allen in the offense. It's actually disrupting Deshaun Watson. If we can do that, we'll get us a set. We'll get ourselves a W. Uh, Monty. Uh, yeah, fellas. I think that. Um... I think this is this is going to be a, a game to to really see what we have at the quarterback position, you know, and and, and to really see what we are as a team. Uh, I think that Deshaun Watson is is a stud, you know, and I I think he doesn't get the recognition he deserves as well because he is a a young up and coming star at the quarterback position as well, and I think that. As a as a offense, they can be deadly when on you know when, when they get into a rhythm, and I think this is going to be a good test for our defense to see if we can like like Lawrence said, we have a, a great favorable matchup against that offensive line. I would like to see if we can get consistency again uh, with that defensive line, and if we can consistently get after quarterback and build off of week three's performance. So I I like what we, I like our matchups defensively versus their offense. Their our offense versus their defense. I think that we have a chance to put up big big numbers again. It but it's going to all start up front. You know I think that's where our offense is going to lie rely on is that offensive line and Christian McCaffrey. Like Will said, it's going to be as far as uh, CMC carries us, and I think. We saw uh, how we game planned against Aaron Donald in week one. So I think we can do a great job of game planning against J.J. Watt here this week. But we just have to see it up front. You know, I would like to see if, if we go with Greg Little at left tackle uh, to start the game. I think that he was a huge – that was a huge improvement up, up, up front on that offensive line that really helped. 
I would like to see, and again, like I said, I would just like to see us build from week three to week four, and let's see what this offensive defense is going to look like. You know, I think the Houston Texans, they it, it's a two man race in my opinion in that division between them and uh, the Colts. You know, and, and I think that he, if Houston could actually protect Watson, they would have a, a pretty decent squad. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a good battle. So I, I I like our chances in this this week's battle, but I also think it it could be a trap game for us. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Will? Well, I think the Texans are a good football team. I don't think statistically shows what talent they have on defense. I think it's one of the better defensive fronts in football right now, even though they lack the big names. And even with the loss of Jadavian Clowney, you have J.J. Watt, who's probably a top three to five interior lineman in the game today. Uh, D.J. Reader at nose tackle is an animal. Matt Paradis will have his hands full. Um, if you just want to go off um, – pro football focus just to give you a quick reference and see can't really watch film on the podcast you know dj readers a 90 <laughs> graded one of the highest graded nose tackles in this league right now wow so he's out there balling right now so you got jj white and dj reader up front it's going to present a lot of problems for our offensive line you have uh whitney marcellus at linebacker another great player who can get pressure on the quarterback and just to give you an example, in their last game this past weekend, Watt and Marcellus combined at three sacks, five quarterback hits, and a forced fumble. So, I mean, you just got – they're not the biggest names, but it's probably one of the better defensive fronts we'll see in the league in our schedule this year. I think coming into the league, I think Pro Football Focus had the Texans as the second best defense in the league with Clowney. But now that they lost Clowney, you know, they lost Honey Badger. So they've kind of lost a few pieces that they had last year that made them so tough to deal with. But – it's still a um, formidable defense we're going to see. Um, Justin Reed, I think, is very good safety that they've got. Jonathan Joseph is a solid at cornerback. And then you have the Romeo Cornell factor. I think what you'll see, Cornell, he runs a hybrid scheme, and he's very unpredictable. He's going to do a lot of exotic blitzes, type overload, type blitzes, get one-on-one -on -one matchups for Watt and guys like that. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting to see how um, the offense responds to this, I think. The chess match between Norv Turner and Romeo Cornell is something to look out for. This is going to be interesting. In, in month, it's funny you mentioned that this could be a trap game. I, I could, I, I mean, I, I could see that. I'm ser seriously. I mean, if you're just going off the numbers, um, you know, the statistics. You know, the Texans are are a quote unquote mediocre team, but you see them on the field. You you actually look at the players and and, and the mismatches and the the problems they can they can pose. This this could be this could be a tight game. It, it really could. Yeah, you, yeah, know, you look at the um. Uh, yeah, you look at the um. Their schedule. They lost by a field goal to the Saints, a yeah. fully healthy Saints team in Week One. So two and one. You know they could easily be three and zero right now. So I mean I think this this team I think has the ability to win the AFC South this year. So yeah. I know I hope you know the trap game is to me is a team that's going to sneak up on you and bite you. When you least expect it, I think the Panthers are going to come ready and prepared to get the best shot that this team's going to give them this week. That'd be nice. Yeah, Monty, you going to say something? Yeah, I, I was just going to go off of what what Will said about I I just I just don't think that Houston gets the the no uh, I guess the the media cr uh, credit that it, it actually should because they are a very good team. They're a very young team and. and 
again, you have a, a very good quarterback back there behind a, a, a very good defense, you know, and I and I feel like if they, they can they can run the ball with Deshaun Watson and then add the arguably the best receiver in in, in football, you know, they is they they have a, a very good team for uh, and, and that you know I think that's kind of why I say a trap game just because you know because I think we uh, so often we as fans get caught up in. The big names, you know, if they, if they don't have, you know, they they lost to Javion Clowney, they lost the Honey Badger, so of course they don't know a lot. We don't know a lot of the bigger names on that defense, so we automatically assume that that defense isn't as good as it was a year before. And where that has some truth to it, I still believe that Houston is going to be a, a very good team. And like Will said, I think. I, I I agree with Will. I think they can actually win their division. I think you know, especially with luck out. I think that's the team, in my opinion, that's the the, the team to to win the AFC South. So mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be a good uh, battle this week, man. And so I I, I want to see how we respond on both offense and defense this week. Now, if this is this is kind of off topic, then it's kind of not. Jacoby's balling. I'm tell you that right now. Jacoby is balling. We'll see them later on in the year, but that, that Jacoby's balling. They they, uh, they worry me. <laughs> just saying um but anyway uh K- kevin larry you have anything else to add about the uh the upcoming game um as far as any additional comments uh, about the upcoming game i just i'm just ready for something that has seemed to avoid our franchise to you know start taking place and that's the word consistency mm. you know this would be the perfect opportunity to restore order. We lost our first two games at home, two games in five days. Yeah. And we can come back to Bank of America two and two. I think that will go a long way to show the type of resolve that this team has. Now, as far as the Houston Texans go, they're definitely not someone to be taken lightly. Uh, so me, me having, I guess, somewhat of enthusiasm about our team doing good against them is not a disrespect to them, more so a belief that what we can do when we're clicking. I definitely look forward to seeing the adjustments that Ron Rivera makes in-game, him and the coaching staff, because I think that was one of the big things that led to us having a dominant second half against Arizona. I know we're talking about Houston, but fellas, was y'all aware that in the fourth quarter, Houston, I mean, Arizona had negative 14 yards for the fourth quarter? <laughs> you know, I mean, Damn. talk about adjustments. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah, that's how good this team can be when they're focused. And I just want to see Carolina Panther football played again for four quarters. Yeah, the other team is going to make plays. Yeah, we're going to have some mistakes here and there, but hopefully we can keep them to a minimum. We're on the road. The us against the world mentality. I just want to see this team show signs that with the talent that we have on this roster that we can finally produce consistency and go down here, punch these Texans in the face, snatch that dub off their cowboy boots and bring that dub on back here to Charlotte and so we can enjoy it and and get ready for the following week. So, yeah, we definitely got our work cut out for us, but if if consistency is something that we're about to display, 
I'm, I'm confident in, in this team being able to bring another win um, back in the column for us on Sunday. Yeah. Hey, my best friend's a diehard Titan fan. And when it comes to, you know, his division rivals, the team he worries about most is Houston. So they're definitely not a team we need to sleep on at all. I just think that, like I always say, I know I sound like a broken record, guys, but listen, the game starts in the trenches. If you have a deficiency on either side of the ball in the trenches, you're going to have some problems with your record. And they've done nothing to improve their offensive line. So we have to get after the quarterback. I know he's mobile. I know he's athletic. But guys have shown that they're able to contain. Outside of Haynes, if you put Miller, Burns, I mean, where's Bruce Irvin at? Is he going to get healthy? Is he going to be a, a factor force coming up? I mean, nope. Nope. Uh, nope. nope. He's done with, but either way, you know, we got a lot of young guys. We got a lot of athleticism on the edge. Like I said, McCoy's been dominant on the interior all year long. This should be a game we should win strictly off us winning the battle in the trenches. Yeah, one thing to mention about the Texans is Lamar Miller got hurt. Their leading rusher from last year got hurt in the offseason. So they did pick up uh, Duke Johnson from the Browns to kind of replace him. And guess who they bought in this week? C.J. Good old C.J. Anderson, they bought in for a workout. Well, so that just well, tells me they're well. running game struggling a bit. They're looking for more production there. So old I think chicken biscuit. with that being said, you know, it's going to be more predictable. So you'll have some opportunities to, you know, get after Deshaun Watson since they're, you know, starving for that running game right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all going to put some respect on old man Irvin's name, you know, just brushing him off like that. <laughs> You know, them hamstrings, them hamstrings are tricky. Yeah, they are. No, yeah, they, they, they're annoying. They're annoying as heck. They I sure wasn't are. even trying to be funny, but he's a guy I expect to have an impact for us. So I'm just, I'm hungry for him to get back. Honestly, adding him to that rotation, you look at a nasty front. I'm telling you, he's going to dip into somebody's snaps. But thus far, you know, Miller, Burns, those young guys have been doing the, doing the damn thing. And Haynes has too. You know, he's been getting after the quarterback. My only issue with him this past week was the fact that he could not contain the read option. He really struggled with it. So when it came down to me grading my players, I had a little bit of issue with Haynes. But still has a lot of upside. I still see him a part of our immediate future. He still has an impact. But Bruce Irvin has some, too. And guys kind of written him off, just like you said. And they forgot about him. But he has a skill set that we could definitely utilize. Oh, yeah, definitely. And to back up what Will was saying earlier, they also – um, uh, the running back that used to be with the uh, 49ers Hyde, I believe. I believe that's their uh, Carlos? that's also who they got. Was it Carlos Hyde? I think so. Yeah, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a very, very, very physical running back. Yeah, he's and when he's healthy, yep. he's a hard guy to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely a, a f- someone that's going to um, make the pass clap when you meet him in the presence. But, you know, I know if you guys had a chance to listen to that piece by Chat Thompson that I posted uh, prior to us uh, recording tonight, but you know that's 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 someone that's been playing with a lot of confidence and and it's spilling over. You know I know uh, that I saw that where Luke Keekley is currently leading the NFL in tackles, I believe, but Shaq Thompson has has been putting in work, and I definitely uh, I definitely like the fact that he he's he's about showing, hey, I waited my turn, my time is now. I really haven't seen anything bad on a consistent level with him. 
I mean, I know every player going to have, you know, plays that's not as good as it need to be, but, you know, with him and, and Keekly out there, our, our, our reputation for strong linebacker play uh, continues. It's not all about Keekly now. So I, I definitely um, I definitely think that we got the players needed to neutralize. And, you know, we didn't even mention the fact that Kawan Short didn't even play and we had that type of production, you know, as far as getting to the quarterback. So when this clip is fully loaded, I'm talking about Short, Irvin, Whole, I mean, you're talking about we can just rotate a variety of, you know, pass rushing, you know, linemen and edge players that will continuously harass opposing offenses. So, Larry, your prediction of, of 70 sacks is really not far fetched with, with if everything clicks. So I definitely think that, uh, yeah, old man Urban is going to it's going to when he when he does make his return, he's going to remind us why he's been an impact player. Uh, for these last several years, so yeah, respect the old man. He he gonna he gonna he gonna come through when he when 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 we need him the most. Yeah, I think the biggest thing this week, you know, really focusing on the guys that are healthy right now, it's gonna be impacting this Sunday. We finally gonna get we're gonna get to see how we look against a team. I think we'll be in the playoffs. So it's kind of like that measuring stick that uh, you want to see. You know, where do we stand? Are we a playoff team with Kyle Allen at the quarterback or? Are we a little bit behind? We saw how we stacked up against the Rams, you know, the defending NFC uh, champions, and they're undefeated right now. We only lost to them by three points. I mean, Tampa was a close game. You know, I think they're a team that can get on and off and get hot. But once again, we got a road game against a team I think will be in the playoffs. So I think just that alone should excite you about this week to see, you know, what time it's what type of team do we have this week? You know, put up or shut up. That's a great way to wrap it up, man. Put up or shut up. Real talk. Take no, take nothing for granted. Execute. Get it done. We don't turn over the football, folks. We're going to win this game. If we get into a, a, a you know a turnover contest with somebody as as elusive and unpredictable as Watson, we we could we could be shooting ourselves in the foot. So put up or shut up. Absolutely. Well, I, I love that. That's real. Oh, so any um. Any any remarks? You guys have anything? Uh, any any news that we didn't cover uh, dealing with the Panthers? If anybody didn't know, we're currently ranked in the top five as far as sacks go. So everything we we've, we've expected from this off from this defensive line, even though you haven't had the numbers from the, the interior defensive line, collectively we're getting the job done so far. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny you, you mentioned where we're ranked on defense. I was literally just about to say, uh. Guys, let's let's keep in mind we're a couple of pieces, a couple, you know, a, a couple of great plays away from, uh, you know, or a couple of less. I'm gonna say a couple of missed opportunities stolen from uh, Ron Rivera from being a three and O team. Let's let's all remember that. You know, I think I think we we put up 27 against the defending NFC champions. We lost. By you know, we lost at the last second to a division rival, and then we put 38 up on the worst defense in, in NFL. You know, so I think offensively, guys, we're there. You know, um, you know, if, if Kyle Allen, if we can protect Kyle Allen and Kyle Allen can repeat his performance from last week, we're going to be a scary team, Panther fans. So, you know, let's let's rally behind our, our quarterback. You know, QB1's not not playing, and it, it looks like he's going to be out for uh, um, an extended period of time. So, well. Well said, sir. Well said. I think Kyle's going to show his ass. <laughs> That's what I think. You know, North is going to cook up something nice.
But, you know, never take anything for granted. Uh, I learned that a long time ago. Remember when we had Tessa Verde? Say no more. Somebody said Matt Moore. <laughs> no. Matt Moore came out on fire in one of those last few games for us. He did, though. <laughs> <laughs> he did, though, for real. I was like, dang, Matt can play. Oh, shit. Never mind. Oh man, some of the I really I really think some of these fans don't realize the, the absolute torture uh, a lot of Panther fans have gone through since since the you know the late late nineties early two thousands um, before the O three season and after the O three you know oh, oh was it oh man yeah was it two thousand nine two thousand ten ish somewhere in there yeah yeah nine and ten my thing with this team like I'm gonna say. I'm consistent every week. It's a week-by-week thing. You know, all you need to worry about this week is the Houston Texans. You know, eat, drink, sleep, Houston. That's it. Real talk, man. Real talk. That old line holds up. We're going to be just fine, though. Fair yeah, so if anyone out there is a Houston, uh, is a Texan fan, I just want to make sure y'all are aware of this. Houston, you about to have a big motherfucking problem. <laughs> Kev, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what my, what my football coach used to tell me. Hey, you better buck your chin strap because it's coming. Yeah. I better buckle the chin strap because we're coming. It's real. And in words, in the words of late great Burning Man, it's going to be trouble, trouble, trouble. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, Panther fans. I believe uh, we're going to leave it there and uh, – there's nothing else we can do but wait. You know, wait wait to see how much of a fool we're going to act on that field <laughs> down in Houston. Oh, man, it's going to be something. It's going to be something. And, and I can't express enough how happy I am that we are relatively healthy, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think I think that's going to that's going to help us going along uh, going forward with this with this season. So on behalf of the uh, four man rush crew and myself, Timmy Vio, we like to Thank you so much for listening to the Four Man Rush podcast. Um, we got we had the whole crew tonight: Larry, Will, Monty, and Kevin. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can keep this going um, throughout the season because uh, you know nobody's going to bring it to you like like the Four Man Rush. Um, tell, tell tell your friends, tell your family. You know, if you, if you're a Panther fan, you just need to go ahead and just go ahead, go ahead and start listening. Uh, subscribe to. Uh, uh, one of the podcast networks that you can find us on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, social media platform, matter of fact, um, and uh, Podbean, obviously. Um, so, um, also, the Four Man Rush website um, is full of helpful information and great breakdowns um, by our writers, you know, Norris and Kevin writing some stuff on there, and Larry, and there's a, it's a whole plethora of information on Carolina Panther football that you're not going to get anywhere else because we break it down by X's and O's, so now you knows. Dig it, man. One and two, Texans. Woo, here we come. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great morning, great afternoon, great evening whenever you're listening to this podcast, and as always... Keep pounding. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Man Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Man Rush exclusively. 
Thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.